This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from bee social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. All right, and a big welcome, welcome, welcome to everyone to this episode of The Swarm Unplugged. We have uh, had so many great guests that have come on and, and uh, more to come, many more to come, because the, I've spoken to so many of the community, and they are absolutely everyone I'm unique and have special talents, many of them which are working with and giving their talents to the community to make it grow. Now, we're going to flip things around a little bit uh, right now on uh, the Swarm Unplugged because we're going to go into a three-part series uh, hosted by myself and Vince uh, Wicker, and we're going to talk just about the coin. We want you to know as much as possible so you have information not only for yourself, but you may be asked some questions that, uh, what's this, what's that, what's this, what's that, and you don't want to go into the weeds and get into big exclamations, but it's good to have knowledge. So we're going to uh, with part one today, and we're going to call it the uh, M2 overview. So before we uh, say any more, I'm going to bring our guest and our mentor on, and welcome Vince to the Swarm Unplugged. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for having for having me today. I'm uh, hopefully I'll be able to provide the kind of information that people want. I mean, I know as much as I can and I will share as much as I can, um, you know, because what I, what I can share is what I know. I mean, and, and I'm not hiding anything from anybody. So I can't wait to share it all with the community as well. That's great. Now, since mm-hmm. uh, part one is the M2 overview, I think we're just going to talk about uh, its origins and and what's developed along the way, and a little bit of detail about what it does. So I'm going to kind of turn this over to you and let you roll a little bit. I might pop in a few questions, but I'm going to let you kind of roll because I know you have in mind what you want to tell the community right now. Well, M2 is a really interesting sort of development in our community that we've been just we were just, I guess, to use the term tickled, you know, to really be able to share with everyone about what's going on and what M2 is. It's a token that you can purchase on uh, bees.social. It's also a token that exists on Uniswap. So in the world of the technical, it's a, it trades on the Ethereum blockchain. So you'd call it an ERC20 token. So it's a pretty simple and straightforward um, token. There's nothing complicated about it it's not a liquidity pool it's it's no staking it's 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 simply a token that people can access and acquire and swap for on markets what makes it really interesting is the fact that it's not owned by anyone it's not owned by bees.social it's not owned by anyone the people who created this token created the token minted the tokens and threw away the keys. Not only did they mint it, throw away the keys, and got it out there from a development perspective, because we're not going to need the developers anymore, because it's out there, 
there's also a tremendous amount of liquidity in this token. And if you really want to dig into what that means, I can dig into that. Do you, would you like to talk a little bit about liquidity? Well, absolutely. I, I think a lot right. of people don't quite understand what liquidity really is. Well, I, and I'm not going to give you the classic definition of liquidity from the perspective of a financial person, because I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not telling you to go place your capital in this particular token. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not going to tell you where it's going to go. But when you think about liquidity, you think about your ability to just have cash, be able to move that cash and, uh, and, and trade it back and forth. And, and when you give somebody a dollar, they're not going to say, well, we don't have a lot of dollars, so I can only give you 50 cents. You want to have enough liquidity so the market can move and it's, and it's, really, it's a really clean process. What I've observed in cryptocurrencies, a lot of people trade into cryptocurrencies with a lot of liquidity because they mean they can, uh, for some of them, they can trade in and trade out very easily. And when they trade out, let's say, they're not going to take a bath because there's no liquidity. There's not enough in there. It's not a thinly traded, um, it's not a thinly traded token. So what makes this really interesting around M2 is that there's over 30 million in liquidity. Now you just got to compare that to some tokens that are issued with 50,000 in liquidity, um, 100,000 liquidity, 200,000 in liquidity. What does that really mean? People could come in. Somebody could go in and do a fifty thousand dollar buy, and it, they could completely move the market. Anytime somebody sells or buys, that can completely skew the market up or down, especially when it's trading on something like Uniswap. But this is not going to be the classic definition, but in essence, that's why people trade the the higher end cryptocurrencies that have a tremendous amount of liquidity. If you pulled up anything, Coin Market Cap or Coin Gecko, and these are simply, simply websites that show listings of coins that are, are tokens that are available, you'll see there, you know, how much liquidity it's sitting in each one of those. And you'll see that if there's that much liquidity in the market cap or that much liquidity in what's been traded on a daily basis, larger institutional investors, larger investors and investors like you or me, or people replacing capital like you or me will feel comfortable uh, going back and forth in something like an Ethereum or, block, or or Bitcoin. And that same sort of liquidity lesson was taken by the people who issue M2. And there is a tremendous amount of liquidity in this to make people comfortable going in and out of this token, trading it the way they want to do, and really trying to uh, take advantage of what is, in essence, a market opportunity. Okay, that, that 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 really helps right there. It, uh, knowing that they can't be, uh, well, it can't be a lot of pump and dump going on, right, uh, Vince? Um, I can't say what different traders are going to do in this, but if any trading or selling, I mean, nobody here is here to pump and dump, but we're here just to talk about how excited we are about this token that we're launching um, into. We're launching with this with this anonymous group but it's nothing that we're doing uh, per se in pump and dump to, well, I guess to say this, like from a perspective of the people telling you about M2, there's not going to be pump and dump because there's so much liquidity in the, in the, in, in this, in this token. And there are going to be so many tokens available that it'll be very difficult for somebody to pump and dump this, this token. It's going to be something that people can use 
take advantage of and really, um, really grow. Um, so no, it's not, it's not going to be a lot of that. The other reason it's not going to be a pump and dump is that we are telling everyone we're on a podcast. We're talking to a community and this, this podcast could be shared outside of our community. This is not a secret. There are no founders tokens. There are no insider mint tokens that we get a whole bunch and then we publicize it and then we just go sell it, you know, and make it up. Everyone is going to get a bite at this apple at the same absolute time. And that's why we're telling everybody we're not making it a secret and we're not hiding our, you know, hiding it under our, our, our basket. You know, I mean, we are really showing people what this is really all about. So just walk through what I just said. There is three billion tokens available. The tokens available are the finite end amount of tokens. There are going to be no more tokens minted because the people who created it threw away the key. No one's in charge. It's just there. The market will be managed by the market maker that is Uniswap, which people call the automated market maker. Um, like I said, there's going to be a ton of liquidity, liquidity relative to other tokens that start off. Um, and no one is going to get a bite at this Apple and except for the people that want to jump in and acquire the token. And if those realities aren't enough, because I can't see why they wouldn't be, why wouldn't somebody go in and just check out what, what this is and what kind of activity is sitting here for the token? Okay. Now events, tell me a little bit about the origin of the M2 coin and what, what's behind all that. And, and I don't want to sound like a, like a teacher in class, but it's really interesting that you should say it when we talk about M2 as a coin. M2 is a token. This token, uh, based upon our analysis, it is an ERC-20 token. No, what's interesting is that because a token means it could be traded on any blockchain, right? So not just the Ethereum blockchain, but it's for sale. Um, it's available right now for people to place their capital and um, acquire one of these tokens on the Ethereum blockchain. You can acquire it on bees.social through an exchange that we have ready for someone to go acquire this, but it also can be acquired on Uniswap and you can see all the activity, all the ads, all the swaps, all the sells on Uniswap. So the contract ID is always like everything on Etherscan is gonna be available. So it's an ERC-20 token available on Uniswap and the origins of it are that a group of people, uh, financial backers, developers, and people who really understood the financial engineering of, 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 of cryptocurrencies, who really understood tokenomics, put together this particular token. They put together this token, they are gonna deploy it, and they're gonna throw away the keys. Before they threw away the keys, they did a lot of things for it. They made sure no one owned it. They made sure that no one had a um, head start. There's no founders tokens. There are no developers tokens. There are no more tokens put aside for the marketing team. When anybody were to go to Etherscan um, when this is launched and they were to go to click on the holders, they would just see the individual holders of this token. Uh, they won't see anything else. This is a completely fair distribution of a token. This is probably one of the fairest distributions of the token of a token that's ever been out there. For a token that we think could exceed 20 million tokens, it could even be more. Um, it could even be billions of tokens. 
What we see also on the other side is that there is a ton of liquidity available. Over 30 million in liquidity will be available. And that's really important if you understand one thing. If you understand that when there's liquidity, that means people feel comfortable trading in and out, that when they buy or sell, they're not gonna massively move the market and create volatility. And when other people buy or sell, they're not gonna create a lot of volatility. It's being traded uh, using a Uniswap automated market maker. So that's gonna be sort of the pricing gauge or Oracle. And that's gonna let us uh, really understand what the pricing can be at any time, because at any time you can go to bees.social, you can go to um, Uniswap and see what the price is. And the price is basically there based upon how many tokens are inside the automated market maker and what the price is. And so we have nothing set aside. We have over 30 million in liquidity. We have no, found, like I said, no founders tokens, and we have a complete, um, and no one owns this. This is, this is the largest social and financial experiment of people who want to see exactly what an organization, what people can do with almost a cryptocurrency that's like an element. That's why we're so excited to launch this with this team. But uh, some people may want to know, what is the difference, really? Some of the new people, especially. What's the difference between a token and a coin, Vince? Um, in talking to some of my uh, uh, friends that, that, uh, that do a lot of this work with us, one of the things that we notice is a coin, in essence, is the native trading mechanism of a blockchain. So... Ethereum is a blockchain. Ethereum also is a coin. M2 is a token that can ride on the Ethereum uh, okay. blockchain. Bitcoin is a blockchain and Bitcoin is also a coin. And if you traded on the Bitcoin blockchain, you would have a token that would trade on there. So in essence, these are tokens um, in the best sense that I can define it. Uh, that can work on that blockchain. And the difference between a coin and a token is that the coin is really the native, um, the native uh, currency of that particular blockchain or network. Okay, well, this, this gets outside of the scope and you may not you think it's important, but uh, do you see the exchange within B-Social uh, actually taking on a blockchain and becoming a coin? Right now, um, for bees at social, we're comfortable as an organ, as a community, really just being a community, at, you know, community uh, at, that aggregates the people, aggregates people who are interested in learning cryptocurrency in a really safe place. The exchange, you know, turning into uh, its own network and blockchain, um, that's probably not where the that where our group is going to put our energy. It's really about creating a community that really can grow where cryptocurrencies, cryptocurrencies can go. As an exchange, it's a really interesting uh, way to onboard and show people the easiest way to, to get into cryptocurrency. And the way we're talking and having deep conversations with everyone in our community on a regular, almost daily basis, people are getting far more value than that where we use beads at social to flip it into a blockchain. So we're comfortable with where we are. You know, I, I apologize for getting off track there just briefly, mm -hmm. just to 
some, uh, some questions that others have asked. Now, uh, we also know that uh, the M2 token has a use case. Talk about that a little bit. The M2 token has a lot of use cases. I mean, all the use cases um, are going to be, will be defined when the use cases will become evident when people do uh, take a look at the white paper that's going to be published with this, um, with this, with the launch of the, of the token, as well as the information about the open source code that's available that describes exactly how M2 works. Um, in terms of its use cases, it's at its at its very base, it can be used as a digital currency, and that digital currency is really interesting from from a, from so so many perspectives. I mean, people can use it to incorporate into their already existing mobile currency framework, and not have to depend upon a central organization or a bank to regulate the price because a decentralized, organi decentralized organization, which is a market automated market maker and the smart contract that runs it will help do everything it can to really maintain the price to the extent that the market maker is and that it's been tested thoroughly um, on Uniswap and everything else that it can really manage it. So um, the use cases are anything that you can do with the digital currency and any imagination that you could have about where you could be by holding, trading, and exchanging a digital currency, you're going to have um, carte blanche because, because there's no organization, nobody's telling you what to do. If you want to take this token and do what you want with it, we, as far as we know, um, everything we've seen so far, there's nothing limiting anyone from doing anything with this currency. Um, people have done everything with uh, currencies like that they've use them to um, you know, purchase tickets at Dallas Maverick games. They've used them <laughs> to, you know, they, they probably use them for to get on a ferry somewhere. They probably use them to buy a Tesla. But at the same time, some people just hold these tokens. So as a digital currency, the use cases are your imagination is your only limit. Okay. Now, uh, several people uh, have asked along the way, <clears throat> How is the price determined um, or how does the market determine? How does it flow either down or up or whatever else? What, what are the mechanics involved in that? Because you know, well, people are saying, well, how much is, is this going to raise in price? Is this going to, of course, nobody knows. But what controls that? What mechanics of economics control that? Well, the economics are um, the, the really interesting thing about when, when they pushed out this token was that, or going to push out this token because it's not out yet, it, that the pricing is managed by something called an automated market maker, which is one of the fundamental uh, mechanisms inside the Uniswap pricing automated market making um, mechanism. And what that really has to do with the fact that, let's say that you, I'm going to really screw this up, so you know, bear with me. Um, or the potential for me to screw this up is okay. really interesting. So, if you and I are trading tokens, and I said, "Well, I got my M2," um, you know, I I want to get um, some popcorn, so I'd like to trade some M2 with you for for whatever for your Ethereum, and you know, just to go, I could come to you and say, "I'd like to trade, Christopher," and you could say no, All right? 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I go to Bob and I say, well, would you like some? He'd say, no. I go to Mary and she said, well, yeah, but I'll give you 10 cents on the dollar. Well, I don't want that. I'm going to say no. So those are, that's an not automated market, but that's just, uh, that's just a, you know, just regular trading, you know, trading on one, one-on-one basis. With an automated market maker, um, there's this thing called a bonding curve, which is far too complicated to get into, but Uniswap does a very good job of explaining the pricing mechanism on their website. Um, I'm going to be working on a, a video on one of my um, channels to try to explain it a little bit more. But what it really comes down to is that the automated market maker will always take the trade. It will just depend upon, it'll, it'll automatically set the price based upon the last trade. So with an automated market maker, you have two coins on either side of, they call a bonding curve, which kind of looks like it just a, a slope line. All right, not a slope line, but a curved line. And what happens is there's X amount of, let's say M2 in the curve, and there's X amount of, let's say, Rappi in the curve. In order to buy M2, if you were to go to Uniswap, because we do the conversion automatically on Social, you would provide um, WPE. So you would put more WPE in the curve to take out um, to take out um, um, M2. And when you put more WPE in the curve and take it out, the the curve actually the point of the curve that is that mechanism that is the price moves down a little bit further, and that price at that point is set as the next price. So in essence, anybody who goes in price, you know, this is a very simplistic way of describing it, but anybody else who uh, would go to buy the next the, the next uh, M2 token, they would have to use that price. If they put more WPE in, that price, you know, the price would go up because it'd be less um, M2 in the curve, the price necessarily going down. But let's say you wanted to sell M2 token back into the curve, you would be putting M2 in and taking wrap PE out or doing a trade. And then the price, the, the price of the next M2 token would be lower. And it's just the way the curve works in this, in this particular mechanism. There's a lot of, it's, it's, it's relatively simple math. It's like X times, you know, you know, X times Y equals K is a constant product formula, but it really, but when you go and calculate it, it really makes the market itself. So there isn't anyone waiting for a trade if you went to Gemini or you went to Coinbase Pro or you went to Gemini and their active trader interface, you'd see all the bid and all the ask offers just going, firing off, waiting for somebody to take that price and take this price. And with an automated market maker, the automated market will take, will take your trade at any point. But if it's thinly traded, if it's very low liquidity, Chris, then what happens is you might take a little bit of a, a bit of a bath because there's not a lot of liquidity. So there's a lot of work that has to be done to on the curve to move it to where it needs to be. And that's the beauty of having a lot of liquidity in this bonding curve, as it were, that the trading is not going to impact the price as such that the price you may see on a coin gecko or a coin uh, coin market map cap would actually reflect what you're going to be seeing traded. But in a very thinly traded one, one big trade could swoop it right out of uh, reach. And so mm-hmm. that's what that's the beauty of having the mechanisms of the amount of tokens and the amount of liquidity in the curve and using an automated market maker, it makes it incredibly user-friendly and uh, in essence, decentralized and um, you know, decentralized and ready to, ready to go at the, at the click of a button. 
Very good. Well, as, as we come uh, to the end of this uh, episode of the M2 Overview, uh, what else would you like to add that you think is important to the audience? Well, I think um, we have just a bunch of like, we have a lot of sort of like fan following sites. A lot of people in our community are following what's going on with the launch mechanics and we're trying to share as much as we can with everyone. So we have M2 underscore cash. We have a Twitter uh, that really um, is going to be talking about the launch, how people can um, get into um, a position where, where in which they can trade cryptocurrency for the, um, for the, the token. And we're going to be walking through how people, if you only want to spend, you know, you know, the equivalent of 40 to 60 to $80, what you can do really simply to a point where you have a larger appetite, what you would do using something like a Coinbase or a coin, uh, Coinbase or a Gemini in order to go in. So we're gonna be walking through what it takes as well as the timing. And bees.social are gonna have a lot of analytics, trading, activity information, like you would see in any sort of professional trading framework right there on bees.social, which we think is really cooler than trading on Uniswap, but if for those of you who feel have a blanket, you have a security blanket who want to do that, you're always welcome to do that. And you can see all the activity happening on Uniswap. And the reason I keep bringing up Uniswap, not just what we're doing, I just want to emphasize that this is a token that anyone could um, acquire or you know, get rid of in a market. Um, it's a central market. Nobody in our community, no none of this anonymous group gets anything. The only thing that happens is that you have the ability to buy and sell. We're really excited about it. And follow us on Twitter to find out everything you can about us. And uh, not us, because you know, I'm not really that exciting. This is the extent of my excitement. But you can really find out a lot about what's going on with the token. And we are not shy uh, about sharing. We're, we're going to be shouting from the mountaintops. And I appreciate you having, having me on it to really talk about this. Uh, and, and if people have questions, just go to M2 underscore cash, um, ask questions, direct message. You know, We'll try to answer as much and as fast as possible. Well, I, I picked up on something there that uh, caught my attention. And that was you're saying that if someone has, uh, let's say $100 that they want to put into M2, there's one way to do it. And if they have $5,000, there's another way to do it. Did I misunderstand what you were saying? Well, you know, for some people, um, some people don't have the patience to go through setting up a Coinbase account and, you know, and, and doing all the work and enter a Coinbase account. They don't have the patience for it. They'll say for $80 or $60 or $40, it doesn't make any sense. For you, right. Mm -hmm. So some people may just go and get a MetaMask wallet set up on their phones and use be it very pricey in terms of some fees. I'm just saying right now, as your, as your consumer advocate, um, you could basically use Apple Pay. I know I have an iPhone, Apple Pay or something called Wire and just move money in to purchase Ethereum. And you can use that Ethereum to acquire the M2 um, token using your MetaMask wallet. And that could be that simple. Um, you could do the same thing were you to have a Coinbase account or, or a, um, a Coinbase account or a, or a Gemini account. You could do the same thing, uh, but some people just don't want to do that. And just, and when I look at the fees and the limits on mobile, 
there's only so much you can do. I think you can spend on the iPhone or on Apple Pay, um, $450 a week and 250 okay. per transaction. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you're going to hit a limit, but if you want to do more, you can do that way. There, there aren't two different ways they are alternatives, but they each have their give and take and limits and depends on the appetite of the person who decides to do something. All right. Very good. Um, mm-hmm. Now I know this is a uh, part one, so we're going to be moving to mm-hmm. part two. And we probably are going to schedule these. Uh, uh, Vince and I haven't talked about it, so this is just uh, I'm assuming some things. Uh, yeah. We normally put our put out our uh, uh, podcast on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we're headed toward a very very large uh, event coming up for the Bees Social, so we may well want uh, to come out more often so that we can match up with the release of the m2 token so you get more information you have maybe feel more secure uh you now are saying i i think a hundred dollars is good and after you learn more about it you may say well geez wait a minute i think maybe i'm uh, underestimating what i should uh, what i should do so we'll uh we'll uh, be notifying you on that as we proceed in this uh, three-part series uh so next uh week vince or next week The next time we'll be talking about part two uh, on M2. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you have to say in on part two. All right. As am I. (laughs) Okay. It's anybody's (laughs) guess. I got you. And the secret secret not to be disclosed on this podcast. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Vince, for doing this for us today. It it is quite appreciated by the entire community because we do need a deeper dive sometimes to learn what's going on. All right. I'm going to close down this episode of the Swarm Unplugged. Uh, I'm enjoying doing a little diversion, uh, doing a three-part series on M2, because as I just said, repeating myself, this is a very large event, not only within the B social community, but it's going to be a large event outside of the community as well, as the coin becomes more uh, notable or more recognized or uh, becomes uh, adopted. So I want everybody to join us on part two, and that will be coming out very quickly. I appreciate everyone. I'm uh, Christopher Knight, and I always want you to remember to listen, learn, and give. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the B-Social community. See you on the next episode.